How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, we come and before we ask you for a thing, Lord, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for another day. For this is the day you have made. And we have decided to rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, God, thank you for waking us up this morning. And thank you, oh, God, for when we woke up and we realized that we still have the activity of our limbs. Oh, God, we were grateful. God, we were thankful. We realized, God, that it wasn't because of anything good that we had done that you spared our lives one more day. But God, since you did, we want to say thank you for being good to us. Thank you, Father, for food on our tables and clothes on our backs. God, thank you for that. Thank you, oh God, for beds to sleep in and a roof over our heads. God, thank you for jobs that we go to each and every day. And God, thank you for the cars that we drive. God, we say thank you. Thank you, Father, for being good to us. God, thank you for being better to us than we're even to ourselves. Oh, God, we know that our lives sometimes can be ratchet. But, God, we say thank you that even in our ratchetness, you are still God. Thank you, God. Thank you because you've given us another day. You've given us another chance to get right what we got wrong on yesterday. And, God, we are here today just to say thank you. Thank you, God, as you move about this sanctuary. In particular, God, as you move amongst this family. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will sprinkle some peace and joy in this place. God, we know that hearts are heavy right now because of loss of our dear brother Willie. But God, we know that Brother Willie lived his life and his life has been pleasing in your sight. And because he did that, oh God, we know that you have another home for him. And so God, we say thank you for that. Thank you, Father, for receiving Brother Willie into your kingdom. Thank you, Father, for allowing him a place, a place, oh God, where he can worship you in spirit and in truth. God, thank you. Oh God, I pray pray in the name of Jesus that you will wrap your loving arms around her during this time. Oh God, after 57 years of she's going to have to go in that home where she lived with Brother Willie by herself. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you allow her to know that she'll never be alone. God, let her know that you're going to be walking right beside her. Let her know that when she feels that she's going down, that it's going to be you that's going to prop her up on every leaning side. Let her know that there will be days when she will have tears running down her face. Let her know that that's okay. Let her know, oh God, that even in the midst of the loss of her husband, her boyfriend, God, we say, let her know that you're right by her side. Let her know that friends and family, let her know that a church family is right here by her side. God, thank you for her sons. I'm up to you as well. God, keep them. Oh God, it's going to be a little difficult. It's going to be different. But God, I know in the name of Jesus that you've got the power to make things better. So God, let them know it's going to get better. Yes, God, better, better. It may not feel 
feel like it today and it may not feel like it tomorrow, but God, let them know that you're going to walk right beside them each and every day, every moment you're standing right by their side. God, I thank you. God, I give you the honor because only you, God, only you can be with us to lift us above our despair. Thank you. Thank you for being that kind of God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for being with St. Paul Church. Thank you for being with our pastor. God, we love you. We honor you. We praise your holy and righteous. Please can believe the prayer. Why don't you put your hands together for God? Come on, put your hands together. The Kirkpatrick family is going to come now. But as they come, I still want you to remember that God is a good God. Oh, my God, he's a good God. Even when things don't look good, God is still good. Thank you so much. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, and help me to stand.
Take my, my hand. Precious Lord, lead your challenge, lead your challenge. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. I am tired, I am weak. from Lead me on and on and on and on and on to the light. Take my hand, my precious Lord. Cause I get so tired sometimes And I get weak, Lord Lord, I get warm Ooh, I my Through the night Leave me on And on and on and on and on Take my hand, my precious Lord And leave me on Lord, Lord, take my hand, lead me on, and help me to stand. I get so tired sometimes. I am weak, Lord. Walk and walk, walk through the storm, through the night. wonderful, wonderful selection. Let us give God some praise in here. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise in here. If you know that he's taking your hand and he's leading you on, to God we give the glory. Thank you so much, Kirkpatrick family. I want to invite the following to come and give words of tributes. They'll come to this particular mic. Kirkpatrick, pastor of the Rehoboth Church in Monroe. After he comes, Dr. Roger Green, senior pastor of the Prayer and Deliverance Tabernacle, and then Paula Renix and Anita Scott, the God Daughters, will come. And you will come to this particular mic. Please come in that order. And pastor, you can come to this mic. You can come to the podium. right now, but I do appreciate her giving me the opportunity to speak to such 
wonderful being, my Uncle Willie. Um, <clears throat> we've had numerous conversations about trucks, gardens, and <clears throat> these are the things that I miss most about him, just <clears throat> being able to call him and he's just feeding me information on, you know, look at things this way, look at things that way. And, and it's hard to speak about my Uncle Willie without speaking of, of my Aunt Farita as well. The union uh, <clears throat> that they were, the team, the giving, unconditionally, the celebrations on the 4th of July. It's tough. Um, those celebrations were one of the few places that I could go and just totally be myself and, and feel and the love, the unconditional love, the giving that they shared as a union, the seeds that were sown, and the harvest is here. Auntie, I love you, and those are the things that mean, meant so much to me. It's just the giving, the loving, the, the, and the growth. So I just pray that you find peace and comfort through us. We're here for you, Auntie. We love you. We're going to miss Uncle Willie, and, you know, I will miss the opportunity reaching out to him. Um, he saved me so much time and grief, you know, trying to understand some of the directions I was headed in with trucking and mechanics. And, um, I love you, Auntie, and, you know, we'll get through it. We're here for you, and I'm just a phone caller. First, giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to Dr. Scott, Dr. Redmond, so good to see you, uh, Reverend Gaddy, um, Dr. Parson, Pastor Parson, and, and the other guest pastor who was with us today, um, and to this family on this afternoon. Um, growing up, it was often my grandfather who would stand when family members would leave, and he would be the one that would have remarks. And I find it to be an honor and a privilege not only to have his name, but to be able to contain the legacy, to be able to speak on behalf of loved ones when they have gone on to be with the Lord. Um, today is a great day of celebration. Um, when Cousin Doretha asked me to speak, I was humbled by this opportunity. Because those that know, whenever we have Kirkpatrick family events, there are certain people that you look forward to shaking hands. You look forward to seeing their smiles and embracing and Cousin Willie was one of those individuals that we often saw him at every family function, every family reunion, on Sunday when we went to worship at family member churches. Uh, Cousin Willie and Cousin Doretha, they were there. And to me, I speak from my experience with Cousin Willie. He always gave me words of encouragement. Uh, being a young man who was um, excited about the things of God and 
God had granted him the opportunity to go off to school and, and come back and be able to work in education, work in different fields of ministry. Every opportunity that he had to speak to me or see me, he gave me words of encouragement. And that meant a whole lot coming from a senior family member because he saw something good on the inside of me. He encouraged the ability that God had given me and he encouraged the strength of the Kirkpatrick family that was instilled in me also to love family and to love one another and to always give an encouraging word. I'm here today to tell you that our hearts are heavy. Cousin Doretha, I come to tell you that as a wife of 57 years, you did a magnificent job caring for your husband, making sure that your husband was well. I remember the times when I saw him when he was in good health and the time that I saw him when his health was declining. And I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of individuals, and I have seen it on more than one occasion, where people will allow them to deal with their sickness or their challenges by themselves. But you were a faithful wife, and God honors that unto death. And so today, again, I know our hearts are heavy. I know that we are saddened because a loved one has been uh, replaced, not even replaced, but a, a loved one has been taken away from us. But if we do right, one thing I know about the scripture, when David lost his son and he cried and he prayed for the Lord to heal his child and the Lord did not heal his baby. But the response to David was, your child cannot come to you, but you can go to your child. So family, I come to tell you, cousin Willie cannot come back to us. But if we live right, we'll be able to see Cousin Willie again. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. And we're praying for you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. I bring you greetings from Prayer and Deliverance Tabernacle here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I was rest, resting thinking, what would I say that would be fitting of the hour? It's hard to condense 50 years into two minutes, but I'll do my best. I want to say something that will resonate to the family that make them feel good about, amen, Brother Willie. And while Dr. Redmond was praying, she said something that uh, gave me the opportunity. Uh, she said, thank God for the cars we drive today. Amen. Some of y'all may not know, but we, I used to drive some old cars. Praise God. Um, dating back 50 years, you know, that's, that's a long time. But Brother Willie would always make time when there was trouble to help me and to fix it and to do things and to paint cars. And he always showed love and kindness to everyone. He had this unique spirit about him. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen him really angry. And I'll tell you the truth, I really wouldn't want to because he has such a mild spirit. And I just want to thank God, amen, for allowing him, uh, our paths to cross during this journey. And I want to say to the family, amen, um, he left a legacy of kindness and love towards people. And if you want to uh, mimic uh, his legacy, uh, I would encourage you to do the same. He was a great man. He was a good man. He loved people. Uh, I don't think he ever met a stranger. And um, I just thank God for allowing us to uh, grace his presence. And uh, I, I want to uh, try to be uh, obedient to the two minutes. But uh, we had some times. We worked on cars. We went fishing. Uh, we had family reunions. We 
had socials together. We had all kinds of times together because uh, he is the uh, was the father of my brother-in-law, Brother Felix uh, and Brother Clinton uh, Coins. And I, I just thank God, Amen, for uh, the opportunity to have a word of expression during this hour. It is it means so much to me uh, because uh, this was a unique man. Uh, he was a man that loved from his heart. And, and, and I, 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 during the time, except when he got sick, he always was up. And you see him, he would be the same. Uh, he could be in pain, but he'd still be the same. That's the kind of man that he was. And so we thank God today and we give honor to God for just allowing us to grace his presence. And all of you here today are here as a testament of the life that he lived. God bless you. Hello. Okay. All right. Um, so my godmother, Doretha Perry, asked that I get up and say something on behalf of the family and our relationship. Um, so one of the things I want to say is the greatest proclamation I've ever heard is to give someone flowers while they live. Um, of course, it's too late once they've passed on, but um, I want to thank um, Willie Perry for uh, sharing his wife. Um, our godmother, Doretha Perry, unselfishly. For so many years, he was always so kind, so open, so willing um, to allow Doretha unselfishly to give her life to us. Um, in the passing of our mother back in 1990, um, Doretha immediately stepped in, and I love you so much for that. Um, to this day, I can't think of a greater person that God would have designated to be the godmother of my sister and I. Um, but I will also say something about Willie. He's very patient. He was a very patient and kind man. Um, if you're talking mechanics, if you're talking uh, the charter buses, if you're talking about vision, uh, Willie had time to listen. Um, and every time I came in the home, Willie was always so embracing. And he truly conducted himself as a father and my sister and uh uh, my life. So I'm very, very grateful um, for the love that was shown um, to my sister and I. And I couldn't have asked for anyone else to be designated to be that person. Did you want to say anything? She doesn't like to speak. <laughs> I said I would settle up. <laughs> Everything that my sister said. And then some, I just think back in recent years when I, um, had a procedure done. And Willie Mama Doe was right there when I went under. And he was right there when I walked back up. And he talked about um, how Mama Doe was back there fussing because it was taking too long for them to come back out and say everything was fine. And um, once again, he's just always been there. And I just want to say thank you for everything my sister said. And then some. I love you. Thank you. Can I, I'm, yes. I'm sorry. I left my purse with the cards in it. There's a gentleman <laughs> on the row. If someone could 
grab my light brown purse on the floor at the end. So sorry. Although there were so many kind words of expression shared with the family over the past two weeks, um, of course, we could not take the time to recognize every card. There was emails, there were texts, um, individuals stopped by to share the love, to bring a special disc. So on behalf of the Perry family, we just want to say thank you for the time that you took to let us know from a sincere standpoint in your life that um, you're, you're, we were thought of uh, during this difficult time of loss. All of the sentiments, the family wanted to say thank you. But there are a few cards I would like to read um, that Doretha pulled out and asked that I share with you all. Thinking of you at this difficult I'm sorry. When the tide draws away, it leaves behind bright seashells on the sand. Thinking of you at this difficult time and wishing you the healing power of many beautiful memories. Doretha, may God bless, bless you and keep you and your family in his divine presence. Love your shining star family. In deepest sympathy. Grieving gives us time to heal. We comfort each other more closely by sharing our fond uh, remembrances together. The sorrow will lessen. Our treasured thoughts will forever remain. Doretha, wishing you peace and comfort at this t most difficult time. You and your family are in my thoughts and prayers. Pam Wellborn, Allstate Insurance. A journey remembered. At some, at, as some people journey through life, they leave footprints wherever they go, footprints of kindness and love, courage and compassion, humor and inspiration, joy and faith. Even when they're gone, we can still look back and clearly see the trail they left behind, a trail bright with hope that invites us to follow. Praying you'll be comforted with precious memories and God's presence to care for you in your loss, with sympathy, with love, the McClinton family. With deepest sympathy, gone from our sight but never our memories, gone from our touch but never our hearts, thinking of you and hoping your memories of special times bring you comfort. Love, Keith Kirkpatrick, Clarksburg, Maryland. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paula. And thank you to Brother Cedric Clinton and Pastor John Kirkpatrick, Dr. Roger Green Sr. and Paula and her sister Anita. Thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of you for being here today. On behalf of this family, I give you thanks. Thank you for every card, every call, every text, Whatever you have done to assist this family during this time of bereavement, I just want to say thank you on Sister Doretha's uh, part. Thank you so much for whatever you have done to assist them. 
And listen, if you stopped by the house, if you took food by the house, whatever you have done, this family really appreciates it. And so we say thank you to you on behalf of Sister Doretha. But I want to say this to you. Don't let today be the last day that you sent a card. Don't let today be the last day that you make a phone call or you stop by the house. Because Sister Doretha is going to need you more after today. So can we agree that we will continue to call? We'll continue to stop by the house. We'll continue to send her a text every now and then because she will need you after today. If you believe that, I want you to put your hands together to signify to Sister Doretha that we will continue to call you. We'll continue to stop by the house, check in on you, make sure that you're doing well. Amen. After the scene of our next selection, the next song you will, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Put your hands together for him as he comes. Come on, you can put your hands together. Come on, come on, come on. Let's thank the Lord for our leader today. Thank you. 
experience we've had thus far from the singing of the uh, Kirkpatrick family to the blessing of this solo by Sister Coins to the wonderful remarks by the clergy as well as other family and friends uh, the scriptures that have been read and the prayers that have been rendered it is my hope to Sister Aretha that this has been encouraging as well as to the children, the grandchildren, and the great-grandchildren. You would not be here right now had not this man, this family had a positive impact upon your life. The cadre of clergy that are here, you don't have a lot of preachers come out for bad folks. You must have been a good man to give support to this family. And God is to be praised for his life. Uh, but it does not diminish the fact that he's gone. And I think that we have to be ever so careful when we come to moments like this, especially when we tell folks, you don't need to cry. You don't need to shed tears. He's gone to a better place and, 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 and he may be gone to a better place, but he ain't here. So there's a void. There's something missing. And last time I read my Bible, Dr. Green, Jesus wept. Jesus cried. And so family, grieve as you must. But when you know who Jesus Christ is and the partner of your sin, Reverend Parson, we don't grieve like the world grieves. We have a hope. And that hope is really more than a hope. It is an expectation that there is something beyond this veil of tears. Thank you to my 
right hand, my executive pastor, uh, Dr. Redmond, for navigating us through this moment. Um, to the Reverend clergy that are here and to this family. I would be remiss if I did not uh, thank our minister of music, Scott, for his gift of playing. To our ushers for being so faithful and on point, thank you all so very much. To our sound team and technical team that has tried to give uplift through music and making sure that mics work properly. Um, and to all of you, my father's children, I want to, just for a few brief moments, lift up a passage of scripture from the oldest book of the Bible, the book of Job. Now I want to lift up one verse. And that one verse goes something like this. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. Just for a few moments, I just want to talk about Willie Perry's change. Willie Perry's change. At this moment, um, at this hour, many of you all have come from near and far to celebrate and commemorate the life, the light, the legacy, and the love of our dearly departed brother, Willie Perry. To his widow, Sister Doretha, his children, daughter, Marcia, sons, Felix and James, his siblings, his grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You know you're blessed when you can see great-grandchildren. Other relatives and friends who have come from near and far to reflect and remember this marvelous life, God is to be praised. He and Sister Doretha had a passion for children, and they served as foster parents for children. And you know, it, it takes a special breed to be a good foster parent. Because you allow for people to come into your homes and you don't know what kind of background they are bringing. And yet to be able to love them through all of that and then release them as they get older or they phase out of the system. That takes a special spirit. And I believe there are quite a few people that you may know and you may not know who owe their well-being to this couple. So God is to be praised for your love. And God will honor your faithful service. I've only been a pastor here for about six years now. And of course, got to know Sister Perry and Brother Perry. Not as long as others, but long enough to know they're good people. One thing I do know is that Brother Perry had been sick for a while, for quite some time. And I want to applaud this wife, uh, who was his nurse, his caretaker, his power of attorney, his advocate, as they navigated doctor visits and hospital stays. And there would be times I would talk to her and Dr. Redman would talk to her and she would let us know all the stuff she had to fight against. 
when she went to see the doctor and the hospital said it's because for some reason, preachers, uh, doctors and nurses don't believe black folks when we tell them we're sick. We're living in an age and a culture where some folks don't take us for our word, and yet she advocated for her husband. And I believe that God is to be praised because God allowed for Brother Willie Perry to see his 81st birthday. I know some of y'all, you can give God praise for that. Now, 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 the reason that a few of us gave God praise is because we read the Bible. And the Bible says that if you see three score year and ten, which is 70 years, that's enough to praise the Lord. And if by reason of strength, 80 years, you ought to be shouting. Um, and, and, and then God allowed for this couple to be married for nearly 60 years. 57 years, that's a long time to be with the same person. It's a long time to put it with the ebbs and flows, the vacillations and vicissitudes of a marriage. And yet, death has all of our numbers. And it has a reminder, a way of reminding us of the frailty and the fragility of this thing called life. James was correct when he said that life is but a vapor. Here today, Gone today. Life does not move on our schedule and death does not move according to our time slot. But all of us have an appointed time. And then the judgment. So I just want to talk to you all for a moment because I believe some of us don't think we ever going to die. We act like we're going to live forever. How do we... How do we deal with this thing called death with our loved one and particularly with ourselves? Because I want to let you know it's inevitable. Death has each and every one of our numbers. And whether we want to realize it or not, sooner or later, all of us are going to go the same way as Brother Perry. As a matter of fact, every time you feel pain, that's a text message from eternity. Uh, every time you feel an ache in your body, that's an email letting you know I'm getting closer and closer. For, for some of us, we want to deny this thing called death. And usually when you're younger, you, you don't think it's going to happen. But let's be real. We know young folks are dying each and every day. And only a baby, only a small child can intellectually deny dying. But our bodies and this world around us are constant reminders that sooner or later, time will run out. And the question that we have to answer for ourselves is, do you have your business fixed with Jesus? Do you have your mind made up? Most of us, we, we, we don't like to talk about death. We try to deny death. We try to push it out of our minds. Uh, we figure if I don't think about it, it ain't going to happen yet. Let's be honest. All of us know that death is a reality and denying it will not make it go away. I know this ain't an uplifting sermon right now, but I promise I'm going to get to a shout in just a moment. Because here is the difference between those of us who know Jesus Christ and those who don't. That when you know Jesus Christ, 
in the pardon of your sin and you let the Bible guide your thinking, you know death ain't the end. But merely a transition from time into eternity. Only those who don't believe in God, those who don't know Jesus Christ are afraid of death. And the reason that you are afraid of death is because you think it's the ultimate end, uh, termination of existence. But I'm here to let you know that all of us will spend eternity somewhere. May not want to hear this, but I'm trying to preach the gospel to somebody right now. Every last one of us. Young or old, rich or poor, black or white, educated or uneducated, will spend eternity somewhere. Heaven or hell. I don't know about you, but I've cast my lot with that Negro from Nazareth by the name of Jesus so I can bask in the glory of God forever and ever. Why, why is death so scary to us? Uh, why, why is death so so mysterious to us is, is very easy because you and I ultimately cannot figure out the mind of God. And that's why God is God and that's why you are you and that's why you can never become God because when you think you know more than God, you are in trouble. Eternity is something you cannot wrap your finite mind around. Eternity is real, and eternity is verified by the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to submit to you right now, as I get ready to wrap this thing up, that there's only been one resurrection. Only one. Let me say it again. One resurrection. Only one. I know I'm looking at some Bible scholars and readers who say, well, last time I read my Bible, I saw where Elijah raised somebody from the dead. Yes, he did. And I saw where Jesus went to the tomb and raised Lazarus from the dead after he'd been dead four days. And yes, you did. And yes, they were raised back, but those were not resurrections. They were restorations. Because there's a difference between a resurrection and a restoration. Can I teach just for a moment? They were restored back to this life, which meant that sooner or later they were going to have to die again. Oh, but when Jesus got up from the dead on that early Sunday morning, he got up never, ever having to face death again. Job asked a very profound question and Job was wrestling with this question before Jesus ever came onto the scene. Job says, if a man dies, if a woman dies, shall he or she live again? Uh, he was dealing with more than just the question of life beyond death. He was talking about an unbroken relationship with God. And you got to remember, Job was a religious man, one who loved God and despised evil. And Job was so right, so tight with God, that Job would even offer sacrifices for his children if they messed up. But Sister Aretha, you know quite well, preachers, you know quite well, that even Job's righteousness did not keep trouble from coming his way. That as good as Job was, he lost everything he had. Friends came by and accused him of every sin in the book, but yet he never turned his back on God. 
I want you to know he questioned God. He didn't like what God allowed to happen to him, but he never turned his back on God. But he raises a paramount question for all of us. If a man dies, shall he live again? Oh, but I feel something pushing me because Job came to a conclusion that his present suffering could not be all there is to his reality. Because he says in Job 19, for I know that my redeemer lives. And that he shall stand at the last day upon this earth. And though the skin worms destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Oh, when you know who God is in the pardon of your sins, that's when you have real wisdom. When you know that God is able to make a way out of no way, that's when you have real faith. When you know that God is able to take this fragile, faulty, frail piece of clay and ultimately one day at the blast of the resurrection trumpet, raise it again from the dead and the rest of us that remain shall be caught up in the air. You know that God is good. I don't know about anybody else, but the only reason that I preach the gospel, the only reason that I'm sick with Jesus is because I know that this life is not the end. God's got something better. And the evidence of this case is predicated upon the fact that God's word is true. Job says, if a man dies, shall he live again? Uh, The question of whether a person shall live again has been answered by none other than Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He or she that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. There is for us today only one strategy that makes any sense. And that is to hook up with the one that is the resurrection and the life. Your existence, my existence is not some vague, nihilistic existence. But when you hook up with Jesus, he guarantees that this is not the end. But merely anybody that dies in Christ is taken to sleep until they wake up by the blast of the resurrection trumpets. Sam Cooke had a song. Sam Cooke had a song and some years ago talking about a change gonna come. Goes something like this. I was born by a river in a little tent. And oh, just like that river I've been running ever since. It's been a long time coming. A long time coming, but I know a change going to come. Oh, yes, it will. Then he said, it's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die. Because I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change going to come. Oh, yes, it will. Well, I want you to know that on the other day, on April 29th, 2022, a change did come from Brother Willie Perry. But unlike Sam Cook, who was afraid to die, Brother Willie Perry had known the Lord long enough to know that because he's hooked up with Jesus, he ain't got to be scared of death. We all know that his body had deteriorated to a point where he was a former shell of himself. And I know that if he could have been around, he would not want to be around as a former shell of himself. And I'm glad that God knows how to handle us. But if you know who God is in the pardon of your sin. 
And if you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you too can have a change that's going to be a whole lot better. And I don't know about anybody else, but I want to thank God for Brother Willie Perry's change. And I believe I got a few folks here at this service that ain't afraid to praise God for Brother Willie Perry's change. What does that change look like? He has a change from time to eternity. He has a change from hurt to healing. He has a change from sickness to wellness. He has a change from sorrow to joy. He has a change from pain to power. He has a change from grime to glory. He has a change from misery to mercy. He has a change from troubles to triumph. He has a change from trials to testimony. He has a change from victim to victory. He has a change from mortality to immortality. Change from corruption to incorruption. Change from earth to heaven. Take your breast, Brother Willie Perry, and bask in the change that God has given you. Praise the Lord. A change, a change is going to come. To God we give the glory for the word of God that was preached by our pastor today. Come on and put your hands together for the word today. Oh, you can do a whole lot better than that. Come on, we're talking about the word. We're going to invite the funeral directors to return. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise in here. If God's been good to you, you ought to give him praise. You ought to give him praise. We're going to continue these services at Beatty's Poor Memorial Garden. But as the funeral directors come, our pastor is going to come because we're going to do the committal here. And so we just thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here to share in this wonderful celebration. If you're excited about being here today, give God some praise one more time. Come on, let's give God some praise. Give God some praise one more time. Come on, Going to ask that the clergy would join me down front. We're going to ask that if there are pers- um, men that will be serving as pallbearers, would you come to my right, your left? Gentlemen that will be serving as pallbearers. We need at least, what, six? If I can get six strong brothers, amen. Let's give God praise for these young men. Let's give God praise for these young men. We're going to do the committal here. Um, I wish I could go to the cemetery, but in these days and times when you have a doctor's appointment, you better keep it. Or it'd be another two months out before they get it. So so I got a doctor's appointment I need to, to get to. Um, Going to ask that you would bow your heads for a word of prayer. God, we come and we thank you for the life of Brother Willie Perry, for his wife, Sister Doretha, his children, his siblings, his grandchildren and great-grandchildren and family and friends who have come from near and far to give aid and assistance and support and succor in such a time as this there's a there's a hole in this family the chain has been broken 
And yet, God, we know that in the midst of brokenness, you put pieces back together again. For Sister Perry, for her children, give them the comfort and the strength, the mercy and the grace that they so need at a time like this. Bind this family together in strength, love, and unity that one cannot fall without the other. Help them to realize, God, as they lean and depend upon each other, that that ultimately they're leaning and depending upon you. We trust you, O oh God, as only we can. Now give them what they need for such a time as this. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. And in his name, we claim it done. Amen. As it has pleased the almighty and wise God to take out of this world the soul of our deceased brother, Willie James Perry. We therefore commit his body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. Looking for the day of the general resurrection when the earth and the sea shall give up his dead. And that which is corrupt shall put on incorruption. And that which is mortal shall put on immortality. And I heard a voice from him saying, right? Blessed are they who die in the Lord, for they shall rest from their labors. Amen. I'm going to ask that everyone, with the exception of the family, would you stand as we prepare to process out? Everyone, with the exception of the family. Also in me, for in my father's house there are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going, and who shall show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Should this will I be confident? One thing that I desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me. In the secret of his pavilion shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with all my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever.